We've got the NBA show coming up, like right now, actually. I am joined by the Oracle and Sneaky Pete from the Dark Web. Now, each week we get to have a little chat uh, about the NBA. Usually starts about 8 o'clock on a Tuesday night. We've had to miss a few recently due to illness, but we're all back on deck. I'm lucky enough to be joined uh, right now by the Oracle to kick things off. Uh, Oracle. Maddie, you're back. Yes. Sounding better than ever. I actually think the COVID's actually deepened my voice. Uh, yes. I, I'm starting to get a little bit of, you know, maybe daydreaming happening about maybe being a, a voiceover announcer professionally one day. Like a uh, Stephen Toast, maybe. Potentially. Potentially. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, <so>. Yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Oh, gee. So it's been a couple of weeks, Oracle, because of illness and whatnot. So yes. a little bit's happened in the NBA. Uh, Hang on. It... Like, what's going on? Are <laughs> 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 you kidding? Oh. I've dragged myself you... out of my sick bed, right. out of a hospital bed, yes. to be here. Yes. And you, you're just on your way without uh, saying g'day. You know, how, how, how are you, Sneak? He's a little bit rusty. Oh, wow. Sneak, I didn't actually... I didn't actually see you on the board there and assumed that maybe you'd had to duck out or something like that. I don't know. How but... about some pleasantries before, you know, Simon unleashes his okay. Celtics diatribe? Okay. I think, nah, I, I think, Matt, you are just so excited to get into the NBA. You thought, let's get straight Screw into him. it. Pete, yeah. he can join later on when, you know, when the conversation dies down. Yeah, when we run out of things to talk about. No, sorry, Sneak, my fault, my mistake. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you with us, and I hope so. Yes, and I'm uh, really excited to hear what you have to say about things. So, Oracle, uh, what I was going. To... <laughs> That's a good cool one. Uh, uh, no, Sneak. So. Obviously, it's been a couple. Always say that deep, mate. It's not that deep. No, it isn't. You heard all that. Yeah, I heard it. I was there from the start, oh, man. You were I was sitting there. around okay. here for 15 oh. minutes. Well, you, I don't know. You're always late. You're telling our our, our listeners, I'll be here at 8. Day. Well, be here at uh, about 5 to 10 past 8. You'll be right. You'll catch the show. Sneak. Sneak, as you well know, uh, that there was no way uh, that I would have mentioned about my future uh, voiceover opportunities if I knew you were listening because... I don't need to know that. I don't need you to know that there might be a little bit of competition out there for services. <laughs> so I wouldn't have said anything. I was just going to sneak up on you. Uh, be like, be like you're telling Michael Jordan about shoes. <laughs> All right. So it's let's been, go. It's been three weeks. I think the probably the biggest story in the NBA right now would have to be uh, the resurgence of the Celtics over the last month. <laughs> Uh, some of their stats are it's all over my feed mate i can't get away from it. some of their stats have been amazing oracle this must bring you back right up there with your um, aspirations this year thinking hey anyone could win it this year we might have a chance Mm. you know i i think it was a couple of weeks ago was it pete where i'd sort of given up on the season was that right 
Yeah, it wasn't and then that a long of, ago. And then a couple of weeks before that, you said you're the best thing since sliced bread. Then a couple of weeks before that, you're giving up on the season. Then a couple of weeks before that, you thought they were the best. What was it? They got them all covered. Then a couple of weeks before that, uh, yeah, you were back in the doldrums. So you so, know what? I think it's time for me to say that I think the Celtics are in with a bit of a sniff again. I'll tell you what. Um, Simon, can you actually just go through some of those stats uh, you know, in terms of what they've topped and how they've performed over the last month, and yep. what did it, what's act, what, what's happened? What's changed? Is it just that actually, Tatum's hitting shots? What's going on? No, he he still hasn't like he has turned the corner in some ways. His three point shots still let him down, but see what our defense is incredible right now. I think there's some stats out there that of the ten times the team has been held shooting below, you know, thirty odd percent, the Celtics have like half of them, and out of the whole league, and also things like net rating, where we're winning by so much, we're sixth in the NBA in net rating, and that's not just the last month; that's that's all up since the start of the year. So, since Marcus Smart has come back, he's really steadied the ship offensively really passed around the ball and orchestrated the offense. And on the other side, our defense has been smothering in that half court. And we're pretty much holding teams to, you know, 80, 90 points, you know, pretty consistently now. So it's yeah. built on the back of our S- defense. Sneak, and- yeah. Sneak, can I throw this out to you, mate? Are you defense buying it? The magic. Are you wow. buying it or what? Nah. You're not defense buying it. Defense against the magic, the Pelicans, the Pistons. <laughs> Come on! Yeah, but that, hey, but I'm, that net rating is for the entire year, right? Right, and we've had some huge numbers the last few weeks, but th- there has been a turnaround. The team is playing together, and Brown and Tatum have started to, I think, be a little bit more consistent on the offensive end. Yeah, okay. well, let's get into it, like, because uh, Celtics aren't. Far away from trade talk, there's talk yeah. of uh, there is rumors Schroeder and DiVincenzo. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, Does those... that tickle your fancy? Ooh. That gets you, you know, you're salivating. You know, Schroeder's the kind of guy that I said from the start is a guy that could be traded because we simply can't re-sign him. You know, but he has been playing pretty well. He's the sort of guy that can come in and. Could have a good game. He's, he's not consistent enough that every game you can rely on him, but he's a guy that can come in off the bench and he can give you something. And yeah, I think um, I think Dante's a bit more, bit more of a well-rounded basketball player. Yep. But he doesn't have the explosion that Schroeder can give you. Like Schroeder can go for twenty-eight, or he can go for two. Yep. And if you got a loose cannon on your bench like that, like fair enough. Dante is going to keep steady the ship, but Schroeder can win you the game. Yeah, and I, I think it'd be a good move for the Bucks to to get him. Yeah, I do too. And I, I think that that's still a possibility, but I don't think the Celtics are super keen to get rid of him. I think in the early days when we were really floundering, it looked like that we we're going to sort of just let him go for nothing just to get under the salary cap because you know because he's on nothing, isn't he? He's like on five mil. Something that's like right. That. He's, he's on the vet's minimum. And there's no way we can resign him without, because we're already over the cap. But no, right now yeah, there's a thought of you know just keep him on board and maybe cut someone like uh, PJ Dozier, you know, an old an ex Nugget, 
something like that Look, to stay under the tax and maybe bowl, bowl. just right Can I just through. jump in right there? That would be a terrible thing for the Celtics to do in terms of their ongoing development because I think those two players will be key to the Celtics' future. But what I will say when you guys are talking about this, I really totally disagree Unless DiVincenzo has some sort of locker room issue with someone and they're moving him on for some sort of internal reason, I'd be keeping him. There's no, no way guard, I would want Shre- No way. And, and they've I got think- no backup point guard at all. Yeah, they've been running seven in their rotation, eight. They're, they probably use the less players in the NBA. They're very tight. They're very, their bench is pretty thin. Mm. But they, they need a backup point and they also need another big man too. So. I think I think they need to be open to looking at the players market who's available because there are teams picking up players who can contribute who are able to do quite well if they give them a chance. Why not give some of these guys a go? Yeah, it's just you now with three days to go, there is that to that trade yeah, okay. deadline. There is that speculation. But I, because... I would never do that. No way. That's terrible. Okay, what about the rumours about? Celtics, you know, aren't going to be able to do it with Brown, and maybe they should listen to Brown talk. Is that definitely not even up for discussion? No, no, no. no. We're we're keeping the Jays. Yeah. We're keeping Rob Williams. Everyone else, you know, maybe <laughs> if we can if we can get a superstar in, like a star or something, a third star, okay. But outside of that, it's well, just going to be a fringe move. I'm, from what I've read, Marcus Smart is uh, yeah. expendable. According to the reports, piece he's the only he's the him and Schroeder are the only ones that are really talked about in the trade talks. Like everyone knows, like if if the Celtics give up Brown, that's like waving a white flag, isn't it? I think so. And unless it's for a kind of player that they think complements Tatum better, and and there could be some outside pressure because you know, Jalen Brown might not want to be second fiddle to Jason Tatum all the time. You know, he might want to be the guy who's the all-star on the team. So maybe their hand will be forced like it has for some other If you other had to teams. choose, who would you choose? Tatum's more consistent defensively by a long way, and I think he's just still got more upside than uh, Brown. He's younger than Brown. He can do more on the court. Brown has some lapses where you just don't know where his head's at. He can look spectacular. Like he had this dunk. I don't know if you saw it on Mo Bumba. We just destroyed Bumba. He sort of like belted him at the same time as he dunked on him. So what role do you think Jalen Brown's best role is? Look, I still think he can be that second best player on a championship team. I think he can do that. I don't think he's the out-and-out superstar that can win a championship. But if he's the guy that can score when the superstar's off and can also take some pressure and be able to space the floor a little bit, when the superstar's on, I, I think he can, can he can be very good at that and also be a complimentary great defender as well. Two years ago, I would have said that two of them are on course to be that level player. But am I wrong with thinking they they've hit a bit of a bit of a hurdle? Like if you look at where Embiid is at now and yep. Jokic is at now, and like they look like championship winning players. Yep. I don't think Embiid looked like that three years ago. No, but Embiid's been the man on the team for a while now, whereas when the Celtics had Tatum and Brown, you'd have Kyrie, Kyrie Irving yeah. there, and then he went and Kemba came in, and then 
these guys sort of became the leaders, but they weren't the vocal leaders. You had so, Marcus Morris there too. Did you <laughs> you can't get a word in edgeways. Yeah, this is the first year that they're the undisputed, unquestioned leaders on the team, and they're figuring a few things out. So Oracle, I still think there's time. Oracle, does that mean they're leaders by default? Because everyone else who's older than them have moved on, left them as the most senior standing? Is that what sort of happened? There's a balance between have, being that leader but also the best player on the team. And so these two are the best players, but maybe they're not those natural leaders from the outset. And that's something that they've got to try and develop. And maybe like Jalen Brown. With Williams there? He's got that kind of thing about he could be a dominant player. And like with the Jazz, yep. like Go Bears, the boss on defense over there. Yeah. Like he he he's a leader. Maybe they know maybe they, they're not leaders. Maybe they need someone like um Williams to come in and just start smacking balls back in people's faces and you know, yelling at people. Yeah, well see Tatum Tatum's a quiet guy. So he's Yeah, never, I don't you can't be quiet. Yeah, he hasn't ever been that guy. And I actually heard uh, Jackie McMullen talking about Kobe Bryant where he was uh, Kobe Bryant was talking to Michael Jordan, and Michael Jordan told him that now when you're looking at the greatest players' legacies and how many championships they won, it doesn't matter about who's on the team or whatever. They're just looking at championships, and you've got to do whatever it takes to be that leader and to get that championship. And I don't think Tatum is really there yet. He's still sort of trying to establish himself as a scorer and all this sort of stuff and he's not really behind i don't think yet this you know i'm the great player in the league and well, i'm gonna start my legacy now he's he's still trying to establish himself he's not gonna make it you've got you've got some of the kids coming like over his shoulder already look at yeah like come on past him. Like, he yeah. looks like he's gonna be the best player in the league well you know i, I still think tatum's got it in him but that that sort of leadership, you know, might not be there quite yet. But remember, the okay. guy's twenty-two. Like Larry Bird was still in college. At yeah, age, you, you know? kind of, you kind of. Tatum feels older. I know, but he, he came into the league when he was like a very young nineteen-year-old. You know, no, I'm so not writing he, him off. I'm just think I thought he would be a bit further along. Anyway, what were you saying, Matt? Well, if you're going to talk about big things that happened this week, you know, the realization that the Celtics are back. UP, awesome. The other thing that came out, Pete, was that Embiid is now number one in the ranking to be MVP. He went from 50 to one to favourite in the space of two and a half weeks. That's how dominant those, his January was. That bloke um, is a unit. <laughs> I tell you what, talking about championships and what it takes to be a leader, I was going, you know, when you go on these YouTube like tunnels, like oh, yeah. rabbit holes, We've all been and it was confrontations in the came down to someone's getting up in B, I forget who it was. But on the court for the 76ers at this time was Simmons, Embiid, Buckets, Tobias, and JJ Redick. <laughs> and I kind of think to myself, if that team existed now with Embiid in the form he has now, mate, they would take some stopping. And it just, it just makes me want to cry. Like, Jimmy... Jimmy, come back. <laughs> Talk about being a leader on a court. And how and how far did they get? They got to the second round and lost, wasn't it? Oh, that was the, the four bouncer. Mm. 
Yeah, the Leonard. That's right. But apparently, you just see in the press that uh, Simmons came out and says, "Oh, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't knock you for losing that series, huh?" <laughs> with the what a, seven, Eddie. What <laughs> What's wrong with that guy, Pete? He, you know. Oh God, Brooklyn. Do you want him? Yeah. Like we'll take we'll take a like uh, a Harden in his sunset years any day of the week. You want to do oh, it? Let's do so it. I'll drive him. So that's the big rumor, Pete. I want to know what you thought about that. Take him. Like I was just saying to Matt the other day, we have at the moment. Embiid said he was going to be the best player in the league. He's playing like the best player in the league. You're getting all the pundits say he's head and shoulders. Um, Jokic is still putting up the numbers and still being dominant on the offensive end, but now Embiid's leading the league in scoring. Plus his defense, he's the best player in the league at the moment. Durant's injured, you know. You got all these things going on. Of course, you always got Giannis around, but you're holding. I was telling Matt, it's like a poker analogy. You're holding king king. Fair enough, but not maybe the aces like a Giannis or a Durant. But you got king king. Maury, fire fire a bullet. Get your chips in. Like it could be this year. Why would you waste it? Why would you think that he okay. might, might, might get injured in the offseason? He's playing with the most confidence. He's the fittest. Put your chips in, Maury. Let's get someone in. I don't care if it's CJ McCullough. I don't care if it's – but you've got, to, you've got to pull the trigger. So, Pete, here's the question then. If, okay, they're pushing the chips in, they're just going to try and get as much as they can for Simmons, what gaps does Maury need to fill to give you guys the biggest chance of going longer – into the playoffs and possibly winning it? Just shooting. We just want shooting. Pure like, shooting. A, a, hard, a Harden's numbers down because Paddy Mills is taking more shots. Or, I don't know. But, um, yeah, hey, Harden, just just shoot. Like, he can get back into rhythm. Shooting's not nothing to do with age. Would you give up Steph Curry in the deal? Oh, sorry, um, Steph, Steph Curry? Curry? Yeah, in the deal. Because that's what the rumor is, that it's Simmons and Curry to match the salary to go and get Harden, would you do that? How injured is he? But Hammy. Yeah. Uh, like, is he is actually... Is this day to day? Yeah. So, is it like day to day, if I move, I'll be playing the next game, or is it, I'm probably going to need a couple of months off? What's the, you know... No, I don't, I don't think it's like that. I think it's, you know, I think, it, you know, a couple of weeks, a week or two. Yeah, you know? okay. There's nothing, yeah. Yeah, we'll Pretty put one... his feet up. Like, we're rolling all right without it. Like, we don't have to play him straight away. Like... Yeah, True. Going, sticking your heads out in, in front is just waiting to get lopped off in the, in the East at the moment. But isn't Harden's on an expiring contract, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Well, that's a that's a plus. But Pete, he's like, going to be getting. Not, you can just have an, you can not re-sign him and have another go. You've been thirty million. He's going to no no no. He's going to be getting like forty five, fifty five million in the next deal. You're going to have to lose some more guys at the end of the year to keep him. You know yeah, what, but we I, don't have to keep him if it doesn't work out. I don't reckon he will get that sort of coin. You like, don't? Nah. Like we we can like just like we did with Jimmy. He left. Same kind of same kind of deal. Yeah. Like um one whether we rental. sign and trade him or, or whatever. Yeah. But I don't know, having Harden on the team. Look, Seth Curry, oh Pete. Yeah, like I'm yeah. I'm I'm game I'm game to gamble now. Pete if he, right. he's playing for a contract, so he's gonna be playing as good as he can to get the best contract situation he can get. So he's going to be playing for you guys hard, I reckon. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. Yeah. I, I, don't, I think there's more. There's, I don't think he's happy with Irving. I think there might be something wrong at Brooklyn. 
the the story is, and I wanted to hear what you want uh, had to say about the Nets, Matt, because I know they played the um, the Nuggets. Oh, recently. gee, that was a good game to watch. Yeah, but the the story with Harden was that he came there, and you know that his history of like being the the sole star on the team, he always breaks down at the end of the year and can't do anything in the playoffs. And here, his promise is, you know, going to be, you know, one of the three headed beasts, and the load will be shared and everything. And since he's got there, it's sort of just been put all on his shoulders. And he's sort of, well, the report is from that Ramona Shelbourne or whatever, that he's uh, not happy there, that it's all up to him again. He thought he was going to be there to take it a bit easier and to share it around. So He's probably just having a whinge. And I'd say that um, when Durant comes back and they start winning games, all will be forgiven. He's just having so a bit did, of a tanty. So what did you see uh, watching them the oh, other day, Matt? Watching Nets. Kyrie looks good still. He's still got that. I think he's twenty-eight. Had a few grey hairs, and I thought, oh, you know, how's he going to go? Oh, he's still got it. Um, yep. When the ball is like fr- free, but in a crowd, he just seems to get it every time. Like when there's traffic. There might be a little, you know, coming together, the ball's out, he's got it, you know, pick, and then he's dribbling out of there, and I'm thinking, geez, he's got is it he must just be in the zone and everything's in slow motion. I don't know. But he didn't win the game. Nah. Nah. They've like, lost eight in a row. Eight, yeah, you look at other players, look at Jokic where he's dragged the nuggets. Mm. You look at him yeah, but, where he's dragged the seventy sixes. Yeah. But even Kyrie says he's not where he should be fitness wise, and you wouldn't expect him <laughs> to be. Who's that? Huh? <laughs> Whose fault's that? Well, depends who you want. 50 games in. Yeah. Not keeping yourself fit? No, no. Match fit. Will he get his feet up for the first half? Pete, Pete, Pete. Come on, mate. You've performed at reasonably high levels in sport. You've got to realise there's a big difference between training fit and match fit. Can't find a game. Would he be allowed to? To get fit? Ooh, are you talking? Yeah, I don't know, mate. I don't know. Oracle, yeah, he's not at his absolute peak, but I think with a few more games under his belt, he'll be looking really good. And, and then some of those supporting players, do you think that, that they've got enough there? No. If the, you're starting Kessler Edwards, you, you, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good at all. Paddy looked good. Benbury looked all right at times. Um, yeah, but oh, Benbury, like, that old chestnut. Like. Oh, Cam Thomas played really well. Yeah, Cam Thomas yeah, is for the, the pick one. of the bunch. Yeah, he's the one. So, you know, you get back Harden together with Irving and Paddy Mills and Blake Griffin. I'm, I'm sure they're going to they're gonna figure things out. Do, do you think that they're thinking that they'll be better off with Simmons rather than Harden? Or do you think that it's better just play it out? With Durant there. With Durant there. Yeah, um, with Durant and Kyrie, are they better with Simmons rather than Harden being the third guy? I think with those two, the pairing with Simmons, that's got a lot of upside for Simmons' game. Yep. A lot. Because what he, what he can do is he can hit open people. That's for sure. And what he can do, he can rebound, and he's one of the best. In, I'll give him. I'll give him where he's due. He's one of the best in the league on a fast break. It seems like on the court is exactly what they need. I'm worried about 
if he has a meltdown because of Philadelphia matter, how is he going to go in New York? You know, how is he going to handle that sort of spotlight? He won't. I'm telling you, Durant won't let it happen. Durant doesn't want him. Durant's like, dude, Harden, Irving, this is going to be our last really good chance at winning a chip. We've got to do everything we can to make this happen. You can't count on Ben Simmons if you're one of the those three and someone's going to get traded and you're like, come I on. I think they, these, no things don't come from, these things don't come from nowhere, man. And I, I think Harden wants out. Nah. I do. I think he wants out. I think he's looking around and saying this place is a schmozzle. Waiting like, for, it's supposed to be the three of us. Wait and for KD to come fill, back. You could use spack filler to fill in the edges. And he looks around the court and he's the only one on it. Did you see that stat, Pete, that they the Lakers' big three with Westbrook, LeBron, and AD have played more games together, even despite all their injuries. They've played more games together in one season than those Nets' big three have played since they've all got together two years ago. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, what, okay, let's move on to them. What about, what about, what are you hearing about Westbrook? Oh. Well, you know what? I was watching them play. <laughs> I was watching them play, and they're playing at the crypto.com arena. And every time Westbrook put up any shot, the crowd was booing or gasping or telling him no or something like that. It was unbelievable. Did you see that footage of um, Shaq and him having a bit of a tate-a-tate? With about Simmons or uh, about um, Westbrook? Oh, I, Shaq's sitting courtside. No, having a combo <laughs> after two, two consecutive turnovers from Westbrook. Oh, and, and what happened? Oh, well, Shaq came out and he said that um, he was just telling him to, to slow down. He's playing too quick, and like, God, Shaq's a smart guy, isn't he? Like, when you listen to the guy speak. Yeah, he's a bit of a clown, but when he gets serious, he, he, he has some really salient points all the time. He said he told um, Westbrook to slow down. He's playing too fast. And remember at the start of the season, I was telling you that, you know, he does. He looks panicked yep. all the time. And I think he's just rushing. And he, I think he's just, what do they call it? He's got the heebie-jeebies. He's but spooked. That, that's how he plays, though. He, he always when plays. it's not coming off, he's, no, no. he's doing it. He's doing the same thing. He's like he looks like a guy who's doing the same thing he's always done, and That's it's right. not working. No. So Pete, I'm sorry for him, Pete. We've all I been do. there, mate. We've all been there. <laughs> Give him a break. He's, he is a really great player, and hopefully, he can figure it out. The main thing with the Lakers, though, I think, is what can they make happen with LeBron. And Davis, you know, being fit, they'd be quite happy to sneak into the eighth spot of the playoffs if they're playing well. I think they'd back themselves if they're playing well against anyone. I've seen flashes of the Lakers looking all right, and I think that um, everyone gets fit at the right time and there's, you know, a lot riding on games and the games slow down in the playoffs. So I think the Lakers are still going to have an opportunity to win, especially um, if Davis comes back to any kind of form of glory. I saw him the other He's day. He's been pretty good. Yeah, I saw him the other day and yes. he looked good, you know. So. Yeah. He does, but, you know, even then when he's playing well, he's 
He's shaking his wrist and there's something yeah. up with his finger. <laughs> he's the you Steve know. Matai for the oh, Australian yeah, he is. Of, he is. Uh, <laughs> Every time he goes for a, yeah. a layup or a jam, it looks like he's broken a bone. Yep, yep. And then well, I, I saw a game, cause I, while we're on the Lakers, I saw a game that was one of my favourite games of the last couple of weeks, and it was the Lakers-Clippers game. Did anyone catch the end of that game? Yeah, I think I one. did. It was unbelievable. There was like, you know, game-winning shot after game-winning shot. But I wanted to ask you, Pete, about that finish to the game where one of your old mates finished it off for the Clippers. Um, Ibaka? No. My old mate, Reggie. Reggie. How yeah, he was skipping up the court on that yeah. final My play. old mate. Oh, you've <laughs> always been a big fan of Reggie. You Come are on. you are a registered Reggie fan, mate. That's pretty sure. Registered re- <laughs> an RRF. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, tell, like there's something about a guy that looks like that that makes good plays, right? Yeah. Like it's just what like, but if you look at him prancing into the arenas these days, are you are you one for that, Simon? Do you no. do you check out the NBA fashion? No, I don't. It looks ridiculous most of the time. <laughs> No, That's why that you kind of get relieved when you see him looking cool in their uniform because they look like absolute. I don't know. You know, I can't say it because these guys are way cooler than old, you know, sneaky Pete here. But come on, guys. Well, Pete, Pete, they have professional stylists and stuff like that telling them wear this. It's like they've Sneaks, run out of Don't worry about Sneak. He's got his own professional stylist. I <laughs> live in one. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but um, yeah, but Ed Barker's back. <laughs> yeah, and, and and the Clippers have made a trade too that I yeah. think uh, improved their situation. So it's yeah, just Norman the, Powell, yeah, Robert Covington, Norman Powell in exchange for Eric Bledsoe. Now, what's going on at the Blazers? I, I said to Maddie off air that I reckon they're just trying to get. Uh, the uh, superstar um, uh, Damien Lillard to, to just want to leave, and they don't have to pay him that fifty-five million dollar contract. You know, imagine what it's like. Bledsoe the new savior. It's past right. the parcel. Like music, music stops. You get Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> see, <laughs> he's now in Portland. See, That's going to improve your season. <laughs> I'll tell you, I've seen him do some okay things um, recently, and he hasn't looked terrible uh and he's done a few things so i think this is the last year of a pretty big contract that he had so he'll be trying pretty hard to show that he can do something justice winslow i saw him i actually saw him playing for uh portland and he looked like he's gonna fit in there it's one of the best players Uh, no (laughs) pete's been on about justice winslow ever since he was a rookie i think the, the, the Portland could unlock something in that fella. Nah. I fell in love with him when he was playing with Jimmy at the Heat. Come on. Jimmy just has this glow about him that radiates to everyone around him. He was cool by association. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Oracle, where are you at with this trade? Uh, obviously pretty good for the Clippers. Yeah, I think so. I, I think it's a, they've brought in another guy that can be a scorer for them and can create for them. Another guy that can defend as well. So it's just bolstering their lineup. 
with the deep pockets of their owner, they they don't care about the luxury tax. So where the Blazers saved a bit of money, the Clippers have picked up a bit, but I don't think they care. They just want to get their team to be better. Mm. The oh. life of a of an NBA basketball player, mm. from uh, Toronto I just... to Portland yes. to LA. Uh, but can I just say something? Any, uh, with Bledsoe ending up in Portland, the worst halftime entertainment I've seen in a long oh, yeah. time. What was it? Bunch of old people trying to do dance routines. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. They were terrible. What would you rather, Simon? Would you rather the old old people dance crew, because they've turned up in the Warriors games as well, or would you rather that guy with the chihuahua? <laughs> Yeah, if, you pay, a... if you pay if you paid £500, £500 for a seat at the Celtics courtside and your halftime entertainment was some dude doing a handstand with a chihuahua, <laughs> would you feel you got your, the best uh, bang for your buck? You know, he's not my favourite, but I probably – I've seen a lot of dancing in my time, Pete, you know, being a, a dance dad. And I think <laughs> I'll, I'll watch the dog instead. <laughs> oh, come on. The, the 76ers uh, bucket drummers, they're pretty good. Yeah, no, nah, look, they got the, one of my favourites is Red Panda, who I've seen about 100 times. There's the guy that plays like uh, Simon Says. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there's a guy that balances things on his chin. There's a guy that climbs up this uh, ladder of stairs. Like it's there's about like ten acts, and they just keep going round and round and round. You know, it's like it's like the nineteen twenties. They're the, the new carnies, <laughs> going from town to town to get a gig. It'd have to be booked in advance, like that. They're just doing a a roster almost. You know, maybe you should dust off the louder hosen, and maybe you could get a troop together and get a get to a, a halftime in October. Like a new fresh act. Yeah. <laughs> Some slap dance. Well, you got to, yeah, you got to give the people what they the brothers, want. The brothers LeBrant. Go yeah. on. Surely you've got a pair as well, Simon. Yeah. We can't do any worse, can we? No, nah, not, not in that dude with a chihuahua. <laughs> and, it, and if things aren't going well, we'll just break into a Simon Says with the crowd, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have been watching this. Um, I've been watching the Chicago Bulls a fair bit lately mm. too. Mm. Have you guys caught any of their games? Saw yeah. a little bit today and, yeah, I've seen a couple. So I, I had a thing happen to me while I was uh, locked in. Uh, I came across a, a Levine montage and right. I, I saw some of the dunks he used to do when he was younger and I thought, oh, geez, I've forgotten about how good he was like that because you don't see that much anymore from him. Um, yeah. Zach Levine in that way. But, yeah, his shooting was a little bit off tonight. And uh, DeRozan sort of brought – they were down by 20. DeRozan had a little run there, bringing them back to, like, 12. But, yeah, they were outclassed by the Suns. Is this against the Suns today? Yeah, they were outclassed by the Suns. Yeah, well, you know, having a guy like Mikhail Bridges on you, mm. it would make it hard for someone like Levine, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because he's exactly the sort of guy that's built to mark a guy like Levine. Yes. And the the trouble is, you know, having all those guys out like Ball and Caruso and all that means that they don't have as many options that they used to have. No. They managed to get Green back, but no Lonzo. Kind of, they look completely different. 
Yeah, so especially Vooch today. Oh my god, he's yeah. dank. Well, I think what it is is they're they're running on empty. They need fresh um, troops to come in and invigorate them and give them some energy. How not far away? Lost. They're still treading water yeah. up the top, right into the table. What do you think, Matty, of that uh, the Sunmu? The what? Is that his name, the Sunmu? Is that rookie that they've got that's been playing? He went for no- at number fifty or something like that. Yeah, like when he played the Celtics, he played fantastic. And... Oh yeah, yeah, he's good. Uh, he seemed to be almost the third in charge out there. Mm. Uh, Kobe White had moments where he looked all right. Well, he's a usurped Kobe White. Kobe White was a dead set starter before the rise of Atsunmu. Um, but he um, he's playing like a lot of the young guys in the league at the moment. Eh, that just don't are not scared. There's oh, a little. Yeah. Like, the young guys don't have the same... I don't know if it's not... Respect is the wrong word. They're not even intimidated anymore. Yeah, he, he plays with a lot of, um, I think, enthusiasm and stuff out there too. Seems to, like, love it being out there and getting amongst it and stuff and taking big shots and all that. And I just don't know how a guy like him falls to something like 50 in the draft. Yeah, how did that happen, Oracle? Is it, I've got has, no idea. Has there been any talk about it? Like, did he go under the radar for any particular reason? No, I haven't heard anything like that, Matty. But you see a guy like that and you think, geez, I'd love to have a player like him on my team. And you know, we could have had him. Well, pretty much any team in the league could have well, had him. Well, that's right. That's pretty amazing. Uh, I think he could be something. Do you think – what's the lineup going to be? Like, he would be coming off the bench, obviously, if Ball and Caruso come back. And they've also got that uh, Williams as well who – I don't know if he's – I think he's still going to maybe come back at the end of the year. Well, they didn't he, get the injured player exception. That's so. right. So that's what that means. He's probably going to come back. And they've also got that uh, Jones Jr. as well. So, you know, he, he could sort of – but I think he's sort of carving a role out for himself now. I think even when those guys come back, there'll still be something for him to do. Maybe Green will lose some minutes uh, from his spot. Yeah, because okay. when they were full strength, he was covered. Like, he endeared himself to the home crowd. They love him in Chi-Town. Yeah. Um, he'd come on and he'd have this explosive six minutes, seven minutes, and he he's won the crowd. He's a showman. Yep. Let's talk about the Suns, eh? If we've, got to, we've got to mention them. Tell me they're the most complete team in basketball at the moment. Oh, I'm not a fan. What? You're not? No. Oh, my God. I hate the Suns. You're joking, What's right? What's there to like about them? What's what? there to like? Devin Booker is, is on fire. And, and uh, Oracle touched on it. Mikael Bridges, my goodness, he's good. And he's adding a lot more to his game, if you notice. Like he's, he's, he's throwing a better season than last season. Yeah. He's, he's, and it's not... So much in the stats. It's just his presence on the court. He's much more than a 3 and D guy now. Oh, he is. He's so much more. Yeah. He runs the floor, like, so well. He will probably end up uh, the ball handler when Chris Paul retires, you reckon? Like the main... Chris Paul's got Bridges? another three years, has he? You reckon? Of running the show? Contract? Didn't he resign? I can't see Chris Paul still being in the starting lineup in three years' time. Well, they're playing like this might be it for the Suns this year. They're complete. They don't need to do anything in the trade market. They're 
so good. I'm a little I want bit, to I'm a little well, bit speaking of trademark, of I'd love Crowder. to steal that um, Smith from them. Yeah, that uh, Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith. Yeah. Like, he hasn't played hardly at all, but no, he hasn't. I've seen him play. He's not that bad. He's a he's a big boy. He can he can shoot a little bit, you know. And um, they've just buried him. But you know, when you've got a guy like McGee backing up, McGee's been sensational. He's got to be the best yeah, backup center has. in the league. You should have seen what happened today. Pod. He got drunk he, going all right. He got caught for a um a foul. Uh, and he didn't like it, and he starts going off at the ref, and he gets teed up, and then they review the foul because he said he didn't touch him, and he didn't. He just got clean ball, gets called a foul, gives the ref a spray. So that was his second technical of the game, and then <laughs> they take off the the actual foul of him fouling the guy but kept the technical. And then <laughs> <laughs> And then... um. They said some ruling that the first technical wasn't due to malice or something like that, so he could stay on the court. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was unbelievable. I've never seen it before. I've never seen a call like that. Yeah. Speaking amazing. of calls that I've never seen, do you mind if I just change subject for just sure. a moment? I saw a game that was Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Hornets just a couple of days ago. Did any of you see that one? Yes. Yep. Did you see the end of that? I'm just refreshing myself. There was there was a call, and at that point, the Cavs were up by about seven yes. or something like that, a couple oh, of minutes yeah. to go. Oh, what was it? And then, no, no, what happened was they, they took a three. Yes. And the other team did, and the ball had already gone out, right? So the ball had gone out, the, the play was dead, and then uh, someone on the Hornets took a three. I think it was Rozier or something like that. and a guy from the bench got in Rosie's way. And so they decided to award the three-point nah. shot and give a technical. So it was a four-point That's swing. not what happened. I was watching that when it all went down. What? Yeah, that's what happened. They nah. got a four-point four play. Yes, but that's not what... they shouldn't have got anything. That's not what happened. What it was... The, the ball had already gone out, Matt. Listen, I'll tell you what happened. I was watching it. The ball makes its way out to the corner shooter and the guy shoots it. And there was a foul called on another player, right? A guy gets off the bench and grabs the shooter's arm in shooting motion to no. stop it. Yes, yes. That's not what it was That's what all. happened. And then they thought, right. And they say they gave that guy the three points and that's how that all went down. But it was bizarre. I've never no, seen The way it. I saw it, the ball was out of play, went out, and that's why the Cavs are all blowing up. The ball went out, and then it sort of flings over to Rozier for this shot, and a guy who wasn't even on the court, I think it was um, their superstar point guard, their, their all-star. Garland. Garland. He sort of got up and put his hand in the way of Rozier while Rozier's taking the shot. And they decided to award that and award a technical as well. Yeah. And it was a four-point turnaround. It was definitely up f- to like three points yeah. behind. It was definitely a three. But didn't Love win it at the end? Yeah. Yeah. And then they had a review of that. Yeah. That and was that crazy. That's what a, I thought you were shouldn't talking have been about. Free throws. Yeah, that wasn't an emotion. They were in the they weren't in the penalty. No, no. The NBA said after the game in the in the review that he shouldn't have been awarded two free throws. That should have been a side out of bounds. With yeah. 0.1 on the clock and them down one point. 
Yeah, because it was a smart foul. He got him quick. Yeah, so it was uh, – what a crazy game that was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Everyone yeah. was going mental. But Kevin Love, <laughs> again. Oh, resurgent. <laughs> yeah, Feeling the love, the yeah. league. He's, he's like a young man again. Mate, the rebuilding that he and the Cavs have done to that organisation since LeBron left has been amazing. You, oh, he's walking around. He's walking around Cleveland, going, "Yeah, see, I told you so. I told you." Do you like? Shit. Do you like the move that they made to bring in Levert? Um, it's. I like the intent. Yeah. I don't necessarily. I don't know. I'm. I'm not 100 sold on Caris, but um, when he's good, he's good. It's yeah. just um, you. Uh, I would have wanted a bit, bit more shooting. He takes a lot of shots. He does. He's not an efficient scorer. But the thing that Woj said, and, you know, Woj has always got an ear from the agents and everything like that, and he, he noted that the Cavs are 29th in the league in drives and Karis Levert's like in the top 10%. Yeah, well, there you and go. So <laughs> bringing him in just sort of gets their offense moving a little bit more. Okay. Maybe they should ship in Simmons and um and put his phone under the basket and go look look Ben Ben go go for it go for your phone I can't Boy, see there, score <laughs> I can't see any serious contender wanting Simmons this season like in this trade period no. I think the Cavs has uh, said um, I wouldn't want to play him I reckon I reckon the Seventy Sixers can handle him um, but plucky. Well, can you imagine how much height and bead's going to have around him when he's trying to get rebounds? There could yeah, be three seven probably footers triple around him with all those seven footers. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, what are you thinking of the heat? You feeling the heat? You know, I, I'm really surprised that maybe I shouldn't have been surprised with a coach, uh, coach like Spolstra, but I'm surprised at how well they've kept it together with all the injuries and things that they've had. You know that. Like I was saying to Maddie, like when you tune into them, they've got all these guys that you've never heard of before, and they're smashing teams with them. Mm. Is it the coaching? I think it is. Mm. I think it is the coaching because they're bringing in guys that are, you know, G League guys and guys that are undrafted and things, and they're playing very substantial minutes for this team, and and they're playing their roles very well, and they know what they're doing. They've got so much versatility in their defense they can change it like on a dime like when i was watching the celtics and them they'd be playing man-on-man coverage and then they get to a zone and then back to man-to-man within the same possession there's and not Co- many teams that can do that and kyle lowry even with through it all and being in and out of the side he's still below average i think with his performances he's yeah. not um he has a he's not on the player that they thought they were getting yet no I don't think so. His numbers are way down. Way yeah, down. Yeah, but he's got that heat, what's it, heat culture or whatever. Yeah. What they call it. He's got that. So he he's the sort of guy that will just keep fighting to the end, doesn't matter what's going on. Well, that's there. my point. Like like you can get more out of him and there's more like instead of them plateauing, I still think they've got potential to go even higher in their game if if Kyle Lowry gets back to some you know kind of form he's had in the past and we all know he can do. Mm. Wow. 
dangerous you know? side. So, so he, Celtics he... played Miami without Butler and Lowry, but they had everyone else, and the Celtics destroyed them. Absolutely, like Bam had nothing on Rob Williams. Rob Williams dominated him. So and was that was all that, these? Was that a Phoenix turning point for the season for the Celtics? Had nothing on Tatum. You know, was that Couldn't a do it. Was that a turning point for the Celtics for the season, Oracle? You know, if they'd beaten them with Butler and Lowry, then I'd be a little bit more um, excited by it. Right. But it's one of the wins that they've had with this big momentum push. I wouldn't be crowing without, you know, no. being aside without the probably second no. or third on the MVP list. But it just goes <laughs> to show, like, without those guys on there that I think it still makes a huge difference even if Lowry isn't playing well yeah. just having him there yeah. is a little bit of a spark plug for them yeah and and he can he's probably waiting to turn it on like he's not a young bloke anymore he's probably thinking oh, I'm going to leave a little juice in the uh, engine for playoffs you yeah. know and and he's probably right to do that isn't he I think so that, that's what they're all about isn't it if yeah. they nab top C too talk about you have, I'd, I'd say probably Milwaukee and then would meet in the finals, conference finals. What about the, the Sixers? Moment. It depends on, on Maury. Are you going to make this trade? We can't win it without the trade. Without a trade or the trade? The trade. What's, we the, got a, what's a, the trade? A 30, a 30 million gap in our roster. Pete, I heard that Embiid personally prefers Beal over Harden. Did you hear that? Yeah, I've heard the Beal talk. That got me excited. Who do you prefer out of those two? Beal. Beal. Beal's had a terrible season this season. Yeah, but still, you know, from the, he wasn't at the start and then he fell off the cliff with the rest of the Wizards. Hey, if God, you want to do some, you know, Joe Rogan's erasing episodes. Oh. We should go back to the start of the season and erase some of ours. <laughs> we were talking up the Wizards. Remember that? <laughs> Solid team, we thought, you know. Yeah, you were talking. Everyone there can play. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> no, not, not, not so much. Curse of the Wizards, isn't it? Like they've been yeah. terrible for how many years, you know? And what's going on with John Wall? Speaking of the Wizards like and the forgotten men of the league, John Wall. Well, Maddie. I'll ask you this. What do you think about this as a trade that some Lakers fans have put out there of trading away Russell Westbrook to bring in an unknown John Wall with Eric Gordon? What do and you mean then unknown Westbrook John just gets Wall? Bought out. What do you mean unknown John Wall? Well, no, no one's seen him play in a year. And they're, they're, they're thinking they'd rather bet on him than Westbrook. It's a sad state of affairs for Russell Westbrook, that's for sure. Um, I don't know. I'd keep Westbrook there. It's a long season. They're just getting the team back together. They'll figure it out. I think we had it right at the start of the season. They're, they're, they're one bad pass of collapsing. And mm. I think it's a lot to do with, <laughs> sorry, I love him, but Russell Westbrook. He's panicked. Yeah. It's the bright lights. It's the Hollywood lights. He's sweating bullets. Mm. I don't know. Go somewhere. Go somewhere else. Oh, John Wall, man. Talk about. Because didn't he have that terrible knee injury? Was it knee? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it missed him for ages. But he 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 also back and he's fit. And then 
They say I'll be able to play anymore. While he had that knee, he also had an Achilles as well. Yeah, he's gone for 18 months. So, yeah, and and if that's the Lakers, you know, um, pie in the sky, best hope is to get a guy that hasn't played all year. (laughs) I think they're in a bit of trouble. (laughs) And talk about uh, undrafted. They're playing undrafted. Is this the this season? If Austin Reeves can get on the Lakers side, an undrafted rookie, surely John Wall <laughs> get a can get a game somewhere. Well, John Wall will be the, the third best player. Well, that, that's why I was thinking about that Reeves because I was watching him and and he was playing big minutes. I'm thinking, would this Reeves play on any other team? Is he any looking good? Because the rest of the Lakers' backups are so bad. Is that the only reason why he stands out as oh, a bright spot? I think he's got the youthful exuberance and the the look. They are, they always the want... Look. Yeah, it's the look. He doesn't look they, like a basketball at him. He, he doesn't. doesn't. Like and a, either does, either does uh, Caruso, and they loved him. It's oh, got yeah. that kind of the novelty guy. Michael you know, Caruso was at least athletic, you know. He was muscular and stuff, you know. Oh, come guy? on. Reeves is a trier. Come on. He's a trier. He Did you see like that? a guy that you'd see down at Woolies or something like that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Get, fetching the trolleys. Yeah, getting those uh, things up on the high shelves, yeah. <laughs> um, did you see that, um, like a TikTok or whatever, um, of um, Reeves is looking down the court and LeBron comes up and, Tells him something of where to stand or something he's doing wrong, and the look on Reese's face is got what? <laughs> what am I? What am I, <laughs> I, I did to do? see that. I did see that. <laughs> Could just imagine being Austin Reeves. All of a sudden, yeah, you're on the team from Woolies to bloody yeah, you know, next to LeBron, <laughs> Franklin's trolley boy, and he's on the court with LeBron. One of the you know he's talked about the three best of all time. <laughs> Telling yeah. you what to do, and he's he's uh he's he's doing all right. He's doing all right. I think he's doing all right because everyone else sucks so bad. <laughs> That's what I think. And I'll tell you, one of my favourite little videos I saw, and I hope you saw this one, Pete, was MB doing Kobe moves and doing uh, Michael Jordan moves yeah, and doing. Did you that. see that? Yeah, I did. That's incredible. <sighs> Seven footer with that salt, that physique. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know we're going back on it again, but are you going to have him in this condition? Look at him. Like, he can win it. Just he's, give him, like, you have him 30 looked, million Pete. in your bank. Fuck, fire it. Pete, it's the Fuck. best he's ever looked. Yeah, he's, he's a he's, magnificent specimen. He's full of confidence. He's hitting shots. He's winning games. If you drafted him... And believe in him. Now's the time to back him. Yeah, back it. And I'll, I'd be on the phone if I was Maury. I'd be on the phone to him. I go, "What do you need? You know, like this whole week, he should be glued to the hip of Embiid and getting his mm. thoughts on what he thinks he might need. And Doc as well, because he's got it there. It's there. They're, they're one move away from." You know, perhaps taking out the whole thing. That's right. And the East is wide open. We didn't wide think it'd open. be that way. And wide open. And we with, thought it was going to be Nets dominating, but they're not. With um with Embiid, I'm backing him to beat at this stage. On his day, I'm backing him to beat anyone in the West. So if we can just get there, any team. Like I don't 
There's not much out there that can stop him. Okay. How, what would you say against the Lakers, say, with AD um, guarding him? How does AD go? The, physical, uh, the, the physicality of Embiid at the moment is amazing. He'd run right they, through him? Well, they're not, they're not calling fouls this year, but he's he, even though his free throw is a bit less this year, he's getting to the line a lot. It's because the defenders are going, I can't do anything. I've got to try and stop him from scoring somehow. So here's the question then. If you reckon they'll beat any team in the West... No, I think Embiid, like, on his day, could take out anyone in the... I was saying there's Western teams that can beat the 76ers. But if Embiid's playing like that, there's not too much trouble out there for him if he's, all, if he's fit and ready to go. Pete, he's, uh, Embiid's been a great regular season performer, but I don't know if you could say the same in the playoffs. No, you he's can't. only the one, one round. No, you can't. So do you think that with time, teams can plan for him and nullify him? I don't think, in, to be fair to him, I don't think he's been relatively fit going in. So I wouldn't mind spelling him if um, if the 76ers can, can assure themselves of the top four. I wouldn't mind spelling him for a, a few games towards the end so he's fit and primed to go. Mm. But I don't think the league – and you. He's done everything they've asked of him at the moment. Get yourself, get your body in, get your body right, and dominate. And he hasn't done it before, like on on huge patches of the season, like he's doing now. Pete, like every game you see him, you, you just think, "Wow!" Like no one's got a chance against him. Yeah. So no, I think I, you know we haven't seen it, and they said, "Get yourself." They, they've asked him become the most dominant center in the league. Get yourself in the MVP. He's ticking everything. And then yep. the next one he's got to tick is you've got to dominate in the finals. And as long as more he's got the got the table set for him and give him every opportunity and then let's see what he can do then. I'll tell and you what. I would, and I'd back him. I would love to see someone like him be go up against prime Giannis as well. Yeah. And just see, you know, they, them two just going back and forth at each other. That would be incredible. Because Giannis would have to play on him. He'd have right. to play on him. In, in, uh, so well, if the... Brook Lopez is there, you could make the argument to have... Well, Brook uh, Lopez has been found out. Um, no, I like not... Brook Lopez, but, but he's... He's not playing. He's got yeah. a se- severe back injury. He's injured, yeah, back injury. I think, like, I think he might be back, but that's one of those ones where you mm. can never tell. He'll be back, and I think that... Um, They'll have Brook Lopez starting on him, and if Brook gets into foul trouble, maybe Giannis will close on him. But I think that uh, the Bucks will just make life difficult for Embiid by being very physical with him. You know, Bobby Portis will be bouncing into him, so Embiid will just need yeah, to but- um, give some back, you know, and just man up because you know he's. You got to win the physical, mental battle as well, you know, to get through the playoffs. So- I think when the playoffs come around, they're going to be missing PJ Tucker quite a bit. Mm. Like PJ Tucker locked down Durant, and I'd presume if they're going to run the double team on on Embiid, it would have been the PJ Tucker role that comes in on the double team. On yeah, Pete, I disagree with you on that one. I reckon Bobby Portis has been fantastic for him. I think he's more than they thought he'd be. And when hey, you say like PJ Tucker... Hang on. Hang on. 
I know, I know, I know. You, you're talking to me about Bobby Portis? Yeah, I know, that's, that's what I'm Did saying. Did you just hear that? Bobby because... Portis is Sneaky Pete's middle name. Pete's the one that know, dragged him out of so his Pete, Pete has a Bobby Portis I, tattoo. I know. I know. You kidding so, me? So Bobby Portis has stepped into what PJ Tucker, uh, his position was, and he's been probably their best scorer the last couple of weeks. Portis so, has been playing at centre. Well, he, he's named at centre, but he's basically playing as power forward like PJ yeah, Tucker okay. did, you know? Yeah. And, They've got he's a weird such a, system up there. The guy's scoring incredible. He's scoring terrific from three and, and all this sort of stuff. And as you good as PJ Tucker was, Durant's still getting 50 on him. Yeah. And I'll, hey, I'll say this too. The Nuggets recently played the Bucks uh, and beat them by 30 points, something like that. And all of the Bucks were playing except for uh, the one that's injured there, the centre. Uh, so We're in a bit of a patch of blowouts, aren't we? Yeah, the, the Bucks didn't look that good against the Nuggets, but who knows? Uh, they're probably just gearing up for the playoffs too when things are going to get serious. All-Stars um, coming up. That's what the they trade. say. They say that the lead into All-Star um, players aren't always thinking about you know the each game as hard as they would be running into the playoffs. So, well, like if if Di Vincenzo's running out there and he's thinking, "Oh, I'm going to get traded for bloody Schroeder," you know, <laughs> is he going to be fighting for that rebound or whatever? He's going to be, oh, you know, I'll just uh, oh, hang back oh, over. I'm surprised Ennis Freed uh, Freedom's not up for. A, he's usually he's if usually, you want him. It's usually Eric Bledsoe was sent. You want him. <laughs> You can have him if you want. He hasn't actually been talked about much in trade rumours either, has he? I don't think anyone wants him. That's the thing. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Come mm. on. You would have thought he'd come back to the, the Celtics again, right? We only lost Desmond Bain again. Hey, what if, if you wanted to make a political statement as an NBA team and bring him in uh, to be the mm. spokesperson for the team? Yeah, that, that'd be something. <laughs> what a move. Uh, no, nah, I don't. I don't see that happening. But have we been on since um, Smoke and Joe Ingalls has been injured? No, let's get on to that. Paul Joe, he's done. Yeah, that's the end of. I him, tell you I what, think. the NBL is going to be a bit rich. You're going to have Aaron Baines playing here. You're going to have Delhi, and then you're going to have Joe Ingalls. I might go to a game. Yeah, um, yeah. It was, it was sad because I think Joe Ingalls really made a lot out of his career. You know, he was a guy that. He was cut from his first team in the uh, Clippers and got a role at the Jazz and became, I think, one of their very most important players. You could argue was their third most important player for most of this stretch that Utah have had. You know, well, that was and, his um, best season last year, wasn't it? When they had that weird statistic, the true shooting percentage he led last season. I think he was the best three-point shooter in the league uh, yeah. or thereabouts. And, but it was more than that. He, he was the guy that you give the ball to and he would find shots for guys like Gobert and things. And, you know, he was no slouch defensively as well with his size and, um, you know, such an important player for the Jazz team. So, yeah, it was, it was sad seeing uh, that happen to him because that might be the end of his career. He had my favourite play from last year. I don't know if you recall. I think it was against Milwaukee where um... – uh, Boyan behind the back to Mitchell, who Mitchell baseballs it across the whole court to Ingles to get to a spot 
and simultaneously shoot it at the same time. And the defender, which was Bobby Portis, I think was coming across and he nailed it. I couldn't believe it. It was one of those plays that you, you know, you ever been watching basketball? It's one of the embarrassing things where you, you find yourself standing up. Go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and even the teams that you don't support, just like when the play is so good, you're just praying that whoever's got the finish on it finishes it because you'll never see it again if it doesn't. Yeah. yeah, sometimes even with teams that the Nuggets are playing against, you've got to applaud some brilliant play by the other team. Yep. Uh, like when um, Morant was going at Maxi, did you see that game? Did you see the kids going up against each other? Tyrese Maxi versus yes. uh, yes. Ja Morant. How good a spectacle was that? Yeah. Like some of the layups were the best of all season. And just, oh, I've got to, you got to like Tyrese Maxi, eh? Yeah, you know, I think that's why, you know, you, you, you can't put him in trade talks and stuff. No, I think no way. With... He's, he's accepted the challenge. Yeah. Like, he's, he's, he's low, a low draftee. Wasn't he, like, 28th or something, something like that? Yeah, and he he's was. Up, he's up against the number two, which, in hindsight, basically should have been the number one um, with Morant. And he didn't – he said, yeah, I'm going to put on a show for, for my home, home court. And he was driving, he was assisting, it was just something. And then Yar comes back and he's driving. My God, this kid can play, can't he? Oh, yeah. He can hang in the air longer than anyone I've seen in today's basketball. You know who I heard him compared to today, Jar Morant, was, um, and I couldn't believe I was hearing it, but I thought he's got a point. Bill Simmons said he reminds him of uh, a young. Michael Jordan. I think that's exactly what came when, to my mind as well. And if you look at his face and shave it, like shave his head, if you look at it and see him, oh, like I, I didn't mean like, and see him as a twenty-eight-year-old, you yeah. could oh, how, look at the I body on him, like, like bone, like facial structure or anything. I meant like in. No, I mean even the structure, not like spitting image. You can see the man no, that he's going to be. I'm talking about like his style of play. Where that's what I mean. But I was saying his, if you even look about, you look at him at twenty-eight. You can see the kind of man. I'm not saying he looks like Jordan, but the physical specimen that he could turn out to be. Yeah, well, in, in those days, Jordan would, like Morant, just attack the rim and do these incredible things that no one's ever seen before and you know, leave everyone's jaws on the ground. And Morant's really got that same kind of spark in him, you know, that you know, just lights up the crowd. And maybe there hasn't been a guy like that that, you know, would just go to the rim and make up what he's going to do once he gets there, you know, since Jordan. You know, and Kobe, young Kobe had a bit of that too. Yeah, well, I think he's going to be... Uh, he, he, How far away is he going to be from being talked about in MVP circles? Is it is it next year or, or could it be this year, Oracle? I don't think it'll be this year. I think... I think he'll make it to the All NBA team, you know, maybe first or second, you know. But yep. I, I don't think he's in that same stratosphere as Embiid or Jokic or um, even Giannis. He's because not far he's, away. He's, he's, he's a, on the door. He's a minus up defensively, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember when he was out for what was it, twelve games? They won ten of them or something, or eleven of them, you know. So and defense, you got defense's experience too. So he can. That's definitely one 
aspect of his game that he can prove with time. Yeah, but I, I, yeah, getting back to Joe Ingles, I really liked his swagger on the court. You know, he he was a guy that I saw like wouldn't back down from anybody, and um, and I remember a story where Dante Exum, when he first uh, got to the Jazz, that Joe Ingles found out that Dante Exum um, had a poster of Joe Ingles in his bedroom as a kid, and Joe Ingles was his favorite player growing up. You know, how about that? <laughs> and then he was boarding. He was in the same – it was like bunking with him, you know, as they were going from uh, hotel to hotel, you know. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I had a Steve Carfino poster. <laughs> Phil Smythe poster. <laughs> I ended up more like Phil Smythe than Steve Carfino, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. So in terms of the um, – any other Aussie stuff, I guess – uh, Paddy Mills is worth a mention. Gee, that guy is just such a brave shooter. Like, he doesn't need much space to get it up and have a crack. Like, he he's quick. He's, he's got quite a quick shot like that he can just get it off. Um, Oracle, you've been watching any of Paddy? Oh, yeah. He's, he's lightning fast. And, and every time he's on, like I, I tell the girls, oh, this, this, boy, this guy here is the, uh, he's an Aussie and all that. So, you know, very proud watching him up there, but boy, do the Nets need him because <laughs> if he's not hitting those shots, they, oh, they're, in trouble. You know, they're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Do you think um, do you think Nash is sometimes whispering under the, his breath like, thank fuck we got him? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> you can kind of see him on the side, jeez. Yeah, well, I mean, them. when you look around at the rest of the team, there's not a lot there. You well, know? Harden bricking them up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, Paddy. And, so, and the other one, um, Pete, we've got to get giddy about giddy. Uh, he's still... The wheels are going round and round. Consistency. The, I saw a stat what, the other day. Upside? I saw a stat, Pete, the other day that he was the first player to get, I think it was something like um, 500 points, 200 assists and... You know, two hundred rebounds or something like that. Um, since LeBron James, he needs to score more. Otherwise, he's going to end up like because those stats they're a bit Ben Simmons esque. He's got to turn the fifteens into twenty fives, thirties. Hey fellas, while we're on the on that team, do you think Shea Gilgis Alexander's looking at the GM saying, you know, are we going to start building a team here or, or what? You know, this team's like something like 50 million under the salary cap, so they got to bring in players, otherwise they get fined. Do you think that these guys, these young blokes like Dort and all them, they're sort of thinking, you know, are we going to start bringing in some blokes to, to, to turn this into something or are they going to start getting the shits like hanging around there? You know what I was amazed about Dort? How much... Uh attacking uh, free Rainey has, you know, bombing threes and stuff like that. Like, he's definitely not considering himself a pure defender anymore. He's really uh, trying to get the hammer down with the shot. I I was quite surprised about that. Um, I still think that you might as well let the young guys play one more season and be building for next year. 
to and whatever they got to do like they might be able to pick up someone now they might be able to pick up someone in the off season um for next year who's so going to want to go hey who's going to want to go it's a problem mm. they don't have any trade real they've got a lot of picks they got oh, cap they got space hundreds of picks yeah so they got to start doing something yeah they got cap space they've got they got flexibility they got picks so but you got to say free agency. You got to convince someone to go there or trade. Yeah, they're just a dumping ground at the moment. But what I worry about for them is is Shay going to say, "Listen, if we don't do something here, you need to get rid of me because I'm, I don't want to hang around here, you know, and have some of my best years be spent, you know, on these shitty teams." Yeah, he's too good for that now. But I think. If you were the owner, surely you'd say, okay, look at what I've got now. Next year, it might even need to be two years, but hopefully Giddy can get to the point where next year they can be a playoff team. And so if they've got to bring in two vets or something like that, they might get someone in the off-season. They've got flexibility. Mm. And if they, yeah. but if I was Shay Gildress, you, you, this year's a write-off. So I know, I'm talking one. about next year. I know. It's a, it's another write-off, and that, that's why I worry, you know, because he's a guy that should be, you know how DeJounte Murray got that all-star nod as a replacement for Green? Shea Gilgis should be in that sort of um, class, you know, should be you know, one of those all-star type kind of players, but he doesn't get looking because his team's so rubbish. And he... I just wonder if he's going to just put up with it year upon year. But I think you're right, Matty. One more year, and if, if they don't deliver, I think he should be asking to get out of there. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that would be fair enough. Uh, anything else you got, Sneaky? Well, hopefully Giddy can get himself out as well if that happens. And I don't know. How about replacing Smoke and Joe at the Jazz? That'll do me. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I reckon similar kind of players. Um, but Giddy's got so much more upside than Joe ever had, but, you know, he needs out. Like, it's just disappointing that that's where you get drafted, eh? God, you're kicking well, yourself. one thing he's getting is playing time, which, you know, if you're on a championship contender, you're not getting the minutes he's getting. <laughs> oh, I beg to differ this year because of COVID. Everyone's getting a look in. Yeah, true. Look at the players that Nets have played this year. I reckon for a young player, having a couple of seasons at a team that's not doing so well and you playing a lot of the minutes in the NBA is a reasonable start in terms of um, getting your body right, learning the speed of the game and things like that. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, but you can't do it forever. But you know what? All the superstars, you know, the all-time greats, they came in and they were right up there going for championships straight away. Like, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, they were already gunning for championships from day dot. And I think if you get into like a losing situation, like a Ben Simmons did, where they're told you guys have got to lose for a couple of years, it just doesn't put them in that right frame to to be that sort of superstar. You know, they, they, they just feel like it's more about themselves and development rather than winning. How many superstars do we have in the NBA right now that are current superstar level players? 
Total. Uh, is there 10? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, easy. I'd say more. Superstars. Yeah, yeah, I reckon 10. These are guys that are like, you know, you could... Oh. I mean, he could be the top player on a championship team. Yeah. Embiid, yep. Jokic, Durant, Buckets, Giannis. Luca. Le- Luca, LeBron. AD? Yeah, I reckon. AD, Morant, I think. Um, Zion? Bum, bow. Uh, uh, well, yeah, I think so. But they reckon he's a superstar. Okay. Look, I, I think if he's healthy, he, he could be. Yeah, I don't know yeah. now. So, see, Tatum, we got to eight. Mm. Just saying, if you if you can pounds, if you're going to end up not being a superstar but being an excellent player, uh, you know there aren't that many players that become superstars. He went at yeah, number but, six, but you need a superstar to win. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And if you put them in winning situations, they rise to it. Like, but if they're in the doldrums all the time, like. You know, they'll never amount to anything. You know, well, that's what I think. They'll, yeah. they'll just end up being a like a Simmons type of guy. Do you think Ingram's a superstar? No, he's a he's a star, not a superstar. Sure. Is Beal? Not, no, not not. I, I would say maybe there was a chance he could have been at one point, but uh, you know, I think that's gone now. Has uh, we got Paul George and Kawhi? I haven't said. That oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. What about what about Pascal? No. Right. So, but he, he has played well. Go like, Bear? No. Mitchell? But I think Mitchell is on the cusp of that. Millsap? Okay. I reckon I reckon he's about the closest there is to oh, I haven't even stuff. said Steph Curry or yeah. Draymond Green or Clay Thompson. Or Paul Millsap. There's another three. We're into 15 already. Okay. So there's a fair spread. Yeah. Anyway, well, I'm just saying there, yeah, there aren't too many superstars out there, but yeah. Maybe there are more. Sabonis. <laughs> Do you think Sabonis is a superstar? Oh, no, not a superstar. Like, I mean, he's a he's a very good player. I still reckon he's a star, but, you know. Uh, when I say superstar, I mean he could be the best player on a championship team. Like, I think Sabonis, nah, nah, Sabonis. is not that, you nah, know. Neither is Ingram. He, he'd be a great second fiddle, perhaps, you know. Is Morant... The best player yeah. on a championship team right now? I can see that. I think he's growing into it. I think that they've really exceeded a lot of expectations. And, you know, the longer this season goes on, the more and more I can see them maybe getting to being a contender. You know, I never would have thought that at the beginning. But now, you know, they're, they're getting Speaking there. After a slow start, RJ Barrett is starting to develop now too. Which is that was he or big raps? I think he went at three, three or four. He and, went three, yeah, yeah. And um, he's a bit underwhelming, but he's starting to fire up now. A guy that's a star that I reckon could be a superstar is Lamelo Ball, yeah. Lamelo, oh, yeah, that's that, that's Prince. true. Prince, and yeah. I reckon can be is Darius Garland. I think he can be a superstar, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, Mobley, maybe. Mobley, oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Yep. Good one, Maddie. Um, Scotty Barnes, no. But yeah, I reckon he could too. Superstar, he could. He or do you could. think he'd end up like a? Okay, he's he's a rookie and he's sort of 
What about Bagley? <laughs> Fox. Nah, just sad. Negan, sad. Oracle, is uh, there any upcoming trade rumours that we hadn't spoken about that you want to quickly cover, or is that pretty much it? I think we covered the major ones. Yeah. Um, guy like Sabonis could be moved because it seems like maybe the Pacers are going to have a bit of a fire sale. And it'll be interesting to see where he might end up. You know where I'd like to see Sabonis? San Antonio. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Under Pop. That... I think he'd do well there. Yeah, Pop, yeah. Pop needs I someone agree. who, yeah. I, I think Pop can do well with him. Is yeah. Mal Brogdon up for the sale? I, th- I think they're all up because they got rid of Levert for pretty much nothing. Um, their team's got no chance of making it to the playoffs, so they're going to have to, I think at this point, bottom out and hope they land one of these uh, great young rookies coming through. So, yeah, I think I think everyone's up for sale, Pete. Mm. Brogdon might be your man. Would they yeah. want, Oracle, would they want... Simmons as a building block for the future? I don't think so because if they bring him in, there's no guarantee that he's going to want to stay and everything like that. Like a team like Indiana needs stability. Like I think, yeah, well, throwing your chips into a guy years. where they don't know where he what he thinks, I think is a, a big risk for them. They got him for four years, which is a pretty good piece to have. Well, he's decided he's not playing for Philadelphia. Who's to say he's going to play for That's true. Indiana? Well, what do you got to lose if you're cleaning out the team? You know, either you got him or you don't, and you don't pay him. Well, see, the the Rockets had a similar situation where they could have traded for Ben Simmons, right? Or they could have got Ben Simmons for this uh, uh, Harden thing. Remember, they were like yeah, the, yeah. That, and they decided they prefer picks to Simmons because once you got Simmons, well, that's it. Whereas this other way, and, and they wouldn't have got the high picks that they they're getting now. It would have been a, like a middling sort of team, maybe at that playoff level, maybe. And they decided not. Nah, they're going to just go all out tank, and maybe that's what the um, Indiana Pacers should do because they're just going to be that middling team if they get Simmons. Trey Young is another superstar. Yeah, you're right. I reckon he is, yep. Hmm. Anyway. So, uh, anything else, Pete? Nah, let's wind it down. Yep. Let's get some, some ads. Pay for this station. Yes. Okay, so you've been yep. listening to uh, the Aussies on NBA. We have a podcast that comes out on Spotify. Uh, yeah, geez, please be kind to us Spotify podcasters. <laughs> uh, we've really been... Uh, we're getting a bit of a hard run of things lately, uh, you know, asking opinions on where we stand with this whole, um, you know, business of Joni Mitchell <laughs> deciding to sort of leave Spotify. I can't believe not it. Joni Mitchell as well. Yeah, can't believe it. Um, yeah, well, I'm not sure what it was about. I just heard that she was. So, are we pulling? Are we? Are we? Are we going to threaten to boycott? Because of Joni Mitchell, our, I want them to get her back. Our canon of uh, brilliant podcasts from the from the platform. Come on, see if we can get ourselves in the local man bucket paper. Eh? Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Let's stir up some controversy. Uh, 
I'll tell you what. Yeah, well, a few things that were said tonight were definitely controversial. I was listening. Yeah, misinformation, um, I think they call it. <laughs> oh, there's a fair bit of that as well. Uh, yeah. yeah, so, uh, yeah, we're on, we're, Aussie's on NBA. Uh, you've been listening to 2NBR 105.9 FM, uh, broadcast out of the Yarrahapne Mountain uh, via the Tawinga Hall in the radio station there, but I'm in a substation. Uh, on the muddy banks of the Nambucca River in downtown Maxville. Okay, uh, enjoy the rest of the night. We've got more Raikuda coming up until I get kicked off. Thank you, Oracle. Thank you, Sneaky Pete.